Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If your newborn twins have been admitted to the NICU, the next question might be, what now? I want to spend as much time with them, but how do I do this with the rest of everyday life going on? What about other kids and work? This is Twin Talks, episode number 16. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies? You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better? Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having any more, are you? At least you're not Octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart-Fitzgerald. And have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You can subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app. It's available in the Android and iTunes marketplace. Before we get started, we're going to go around and introduce our panelists. We have a room full of panelists with uh, lots of experience here. And I'm going to start with uh, Levy here. Uh, my name is uh, Levy Awanjino. I'm, uh, I'm a licensed financial planner and uh, um, I have uh, twin boys and they're about Two years and two months old, and and uh, also for the record, they were born at twenty seven weeks. Twenty seven weeks, yes. <laughs> a, a, about two pound each. Little guys. <laughs> Hi, I'm Christine Bubla. I'm thirty seven. I'm an urban designer. I have twin girls. They are turning four this week, Yay. and they were born at thirty weeks, uh, two pounds twelve ounces, and four pounds one ounces. I'm Brenda Rule. I'm 49. I'm a corporate accountant. I have three boys. My oldest is 13. And I have identical twin boys that are 11 years old. They were born at 32 weeks and weighed 312 and 47. Hi, my name is Dawn Lancaster. I am 32 years old, a business analyst for a children's hospital here in San Diego. I have fraternal twin boys, Jackson and Alex. They are 14 months. And they were born at 33 and a half weeks at... Three pounds, 11 ounces, three pounds, 12 ounces. All right. And I'm Shelly Steely, the producer here at Twin Talks. I'm 30. I have identical twin boys, Grayson and Sawyer, and they were born at 37 weeks one day. Um, before we get started, I wanted to tell you about our virtual panelist program so you can join in the conversation from home. You can log into Facebook or follow us on Twitter. And if you're going to be on Twitter, you can use the hashtag TwinTalksVP to be a part of the conversation there, or you can follow the questions on our Facebook page. Today we do have a special segment that we call Twin Oops. And these are just funny stories from twin parents and our our listeners um, can call in, give us a ring at uh, 619-866-4775, or you can post on our Facebook page. We have a little story here uh, from Linda in Alabama. 
And she writes, I had the worst day on record the other day. I truly thought that someone had swapped my kids in the night for these little monsters that appeared in the morning. It all started when my three-year-old little darlings covered each other hair in green hair gel, a whole entire pot. And then after I washed it out, they decided to trim my daughter's hair with nail scissors that they had nicked out the bathroom. And after putting a whole tube of toothpaste in the bath and cleaning the floor with moisturizer. And this was in the space of three hours. And then the last incident of the day was the nappy cream, which was painted all over the hall walls. It was entirely my fault, of course, which I had told them that they could not paint today, but I told them to pretend to do so instead. So they did with the nappy rash cream. So I have to tell you, each new day brings a new challenge and a new type of headache. All right. Well, today's topic is inside the NICU, uh, time management. And today we have an expert panel of parents uh, whose twins spent uh, some some good time in the NICU. So um, they have a lot of personal insights that they can share on really how to maximize your time and make the most of it uh, while they're in there. There are probably a number of expecting parents listening right now who are wondering, um, you know, what they're in for. Oh my gosh. And and there's also new parents who are, they're sleep deprived and they're, they're just desperately looking for a solution. Maybe you can just kind of give some perspective. Um, you know, when your twins were first born and they were you know, admitted to the NICU. So, so what types of changes um, did you have to make in your, in your daily routine? Well, as with any newborn baby, whether a singleton or a twin, you're always going to have to make daily routine changes. What was crazy in our cases, our boys were in the NICU two and a half weeks and three weeks. And everything was routine every day. You would get up, you would pump, you would go to the hospital, you'd spend as much time as you could. I was a recovering mom, so I pushed myself a little hard. You know, I was there eight hours a day, eventually had to knock it down to six hours a day because you want to be as close to your babies as possible. Um, So that was definitely a challenge is recovering and trying to keep up this routine of being there for your babies as much as possible. Yeah, my boys were in the NICU for 45 days, and I had the added complexity of having a two-year-old, almost actually not even yet two years old, at home, although he was in preschool during the day. But I had a very difficult pregnancy. I was on bed rest for 18 weeks, had a lot of complications at delivery, and so I ended up in the ICU after oh they my were born. Gosh. I got <sighs> to go home after a few days and then was readmitted a week later. So I had a lot of healing to do myself, so I wasn't capable of the six to eight hours a day, but I never missed a day. I can say that, but um, it was much briefer because I had a lot of personal physical healing to do. And and also, depending on your birth circumstances, you may or may not be on a lot of different medications, um, pain relievers, and all of that. So you've got this overwhelming, oh my gosh, I just had twins. Oh my gosh, they're in the hospital. Um, I can't think straight because I'm on so many different medications myself. I haven't slept. I'm draining my body through pumping and all that so that the first week or two can be very very rough um it does get a lot better by the end it was you know oh a beep goes off whatever you know the wires (laughs) whatever i can do whatever around them with all these different things attached to to my babies but um but it's it's a very scary start Mm -hmm. oh i can i can only imagine and um, now how about, you know, for your family? I mean, I think now for, for moms, you know, we expect that when we have a baby, we've got, you know, a re- recovery time. And then sometimes I know dads take some time off from work as well. 
but I would imagine um, having the babies in the NICU, um, you really do have to devote a much larger portion of time. So I'm going to ask, you know, Levy here, how is it <laughs> different for you? What did, did you did you have to put work on hold? Um, you know, what was your plan and sort of the some of the outside uh, life demands? Um, my situation uh, um, was a little bit complicated. My wife was uh, um, uh, and my wife was admitted to uh, to stay inside the hospital on bed rest for about three weeks before the baby c- uh, came in. So um, um, everything happened so fast. And uh, um, uh, if your kid, I, f- I believe that if your kid end up stay at the NICU, you haven't complete the birth time, you know. So uh, something happened unexpectedly, and then you end up there, you know. So I didn't have to work, you know. I'm, uh, I spent a lot of time at the hospital. Um, and my wife couldn't do anything. I didn't have any family in San Diego. Um, the closest family was in San Francisco. So um, uh, I, I, I had a lot of help from friends and co-workers. And when they see that you have twin and most, most of your friends and co-workers usually help. You, you can't be shy. You can't be, mm-hmm. you have to tell them, okay, you know what? I cannot cook. I, I need help for food. I, I can't clean my clothes. Can somebody help me out with laundry? So you have to make sure to tell your friend what they need to do. The only thing I can think about are friends and co-workers, and uh, they did every, some co-workers didn't even work. You know, they took the time off from work. Even my boss, you know, took the time off and help out and making sure that uh, um, we are taking care of the babies. Oh, that's incredible. What a gift. <laughs> and I, I love that specific request of what kind of help you need. My mother-in-law had come to my house, and she vacuumed, and that was fantastic. I didn't have to tell her. She just did it on her own, and she's out there with a the vacuum. And, and because everyone says, oh, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? And it's really hard to say, you do this, you do that, you do that. So, uh, And you sort of have to give up politeness and, and modesty at some point and just start directing people, which can be really difficult to do. But that that gets things done. And that not only is when they're in the NICU, but that carries over for when they come home as well. Absolutely. Oh, wow. I mean, that sounds like that's probably a great plan, too. If you have somebody who can be sort of maybe your advocate and, and help coordinate things while you're <laughs> doing all the craziness and then transition to when you bring them home, I'm sure that's, that's a big help. Well, for me... Um, I- it was completely unexpected when I went into labor. You know, I was working on a deadline, and I told my office, well, I'm going for a checkup, and next thing you knew, I had twins. <laughs> so um, it was, you know, just a shock. And uh, what I did is I just said, you know, I, I need that time, and I made the decision that I will come back to work when I need to come back to work, and uh, people were supportive of that. I could, I don't see how I could have um, sort of balanced my time in the NICU and done anything at work and been helpful. So I was fortunate that I had that. But I think um, for many, you know, that's the best way to do it is just be in the NICU and devote your time just as if you had a newborn at home. So um, I, I don't see how you could have balanced work at the same time. I'd be interested if other people did that. Yeah. We have great maternity coverage at my employer. So I knew I had a couple of months before I had to go back to work anyways. So that was fortunate. I didn't have nearly as much time with the twins after they came home because they were in for so long, uh, six full weeks. Um, but still knowing that work was not. And actually, because I was on disability, the maternity leave during work, you're technically disabled, I wasn't permitted to work. I wasn't allowed to attend work events. I couldn't um, check email. I couldn't do any work because you sort of violate the disability coverage at that point. So that was nice to have that very clean cutoff. 
I'm self-employed, and uh, um, there is no such a thing as a paternity leave or maternity leave. You know, I'm a, so I had to work while dealing with NICU, uh, taking care of my wife, all those things. So um, I have to be, I was a little bit organized and very smart. Um, uh, <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so so I will uh, I will make sure that uh, um, uh, my wife had an entire day worth of food. Um, uh, uh, thankfully, at the NICU, they have uh, um, uh, freezers and refrigerators, you know, so so you can uh, plan the entire meal uh, and bring it in. And uh, trying to bring in two days worth of clothes, you know, and that way you know that, okay, I can, uh, I can leave my family very quick, go meet somebody for an appointment, and then come back again um, uh, to the NICU or to the hospital. So they, wait, these are supplies for the parents. Y- yes. Oh. Yes, okay. Yes. yes. Um, I don't know if every single hospital does uh, every single hospital does that, but um, uh, most of the hospital usually will work with you if uh, if they see that you are in desperate situation. <laughs> <laughs> what did your your daily routine look like? I mean, it kind of looks, you know, I mean, I, I know what you talked about. You, you need to do sort of the eating and sleeping and the, your regular stuff, but then pumping and breastfeeding. I mean, how do you work that in and how does the routine look like at the NICU? Pumping was a big deal because my kids didn't breastfeed. We tried and it just didn't work out. But people assume that when your babies are in the NICU, oh, you get to sleep through the night. Well, no, I don't. I'm up every two hours, you know, hooked to a machine for half an hour and then, uh, you know, try and get back to sleep, drink, you know, a gallon of water and all that stuff. It's, it's, the same amount of work for the pumping and because I'm pumping for two it's actually more work and I remember bringing in the milk all the time and I there are my pathetic little baskets with one bottle each in them and these other moms who had singletons with their baskets just overflowing over the top and I you know went to the nurses and I'm like well yeah because you're trying to pump for two and eventually I got two overflowing baskets and I was so proud of myself but uh but that was um it was a lot harder than than I expected it to but that was that to me was the major part of my day was mm-hmm. just pumping. just pumping wow wow that was my job and and then and you were on site because you said you were in the ICU yourself uh for, for I was for in the ICU for three or four days after I delivered came home for three or four days and ended up back in for another three or four because of some post delivery complications so so that was rough and again I I remember the first week sitting in the chair and there they're trying to explain to me all of these different things and going over all these terms and all that. And I was so um, doped up because of all the pain medications I was on at that point. I remember looking at my mom and saying, I hope you're getting all this because I have no <laughs> idea what they're saying. And I'm not going to retain any of this. So so that's uh, it was tough. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, ways that you can manage your time and juggle responsibilities with your partner so you both don't go crazy. <laughs> Well, welcome back. Today we're talking with our expert parents about how to manage your time while your twins are in the NICU. And, um, you know, hopefully you've, your partner um, was uh, there both as a, you know, mom, I'm talking to moms and to dads, and each probably taking a little bit different role in the process. So I'm going to ask our panelists here, um, you know, how did you, uh, you know, really manage your time and juggle responsibilities both inside the NICU with your babies as well as outside the day-to-day stuff? Did you did you do shifts? Did you go together? Um, what did that look like? 
With my husband working quite a distance from both our home and from the hospital and also having a toddler, uh, we really split the, the responsibilities. The babies and the NICU, that was my job. His job was getting our toddler to and from preschool at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. But the NICU visits weren't something that um, worked within his schedule. And again, and also because I was also bringing in the the breast milk each time. It was that was really my thing to do. So so that's how we handled it. So your primary responsibility is pump, 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 pump. <laughs> and then and then drop off milk at the babies, go visit the babies, yep. and then go home and take care of myself and all that. And uh, uh, again, he was responsible for you know before he would get to work, he would drop my our toddler off at the preschool. At the end of the day, he would pick our toddler up, and he would also make dinner at home, that type of thing. But um, and then it was sleep for him because again he had a bit of distance to travel for work. So and it it worked out well because that was what I could do and that's what he could do. So we fit into those roles well and we had everything covered at that point. To try and cross manage and cross our responsibilities, I think would have overloaded both of our plates. And for for our situation to split it that way worked out really well. I also had my mom as a big support. Uh, because I couldn't drive for the first few weeks. And she, every single day, would come pick me up, take me down to the NICU, take me home. And even after I was finally mobile on my own, she still came down with me every day because she wanted to see the babies. So I had enough support with me in the NICU to, to have that, that visiting and all of that covered. So so that, that worked out best in our situation. Oh, that's, yeah, that's great. How about how did you guys split it up? I think the important thing for us was to quickly get on a schedule that was real so that we weren't sort of caught up in the mental pain, I think, of having the children and worrying about that. So we quickly got on a normal schedule. My husband went back to work. And um, you know, my job, again, was just to um, spend as much time as I could with the babies and to pump. And um, looking back at that, the only thing I, I wish that I had done differently is sleep more. I don't know how you get some <laughs> sleep when you're pumping every two and a half hours. But I learned towards the end of my NICU stay to ask the nurses for um, a reclining chair and to get comfortable and have a blanket. And I would actually um, fall asleep while I was pumping. Oh. So I'd have them sort of look out for me and make sure, you know, that wasn't an issue. Um, so we kept the milk. But, um, you know, wherever you could get in an hour or so of sleep, I mean, that's a huge help for milk supply as well as just, you know, sanity. That's a, gr- that's a great idea to have sort of that place where you can relax and maybe catch a few Zs while you're there. <laughs> Once you get used to the sound, um, <laughs> find a way to sleep. I gave birth in Jacksonville, Florida, and um, at the hospital I was at, they would not let you sleep in the NICU. If you fell asleep, they told you to go home. (laughs) So the biggest thing for the nurses, you know, to me, the biggest thing that they were telling me is, look, we appreciate that you're up here six to eight hours. We know you want to be here with your babies, but you need to go home. You need to get some sleep. You need to recover because if you don't and your babies come home, you're going to have a rude awakening. And that's one regret I have is I did not listen to them. I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Um, I started to kind of wean off a little bit, but I would go and my sole job was to pump and be there with the babies six, eight hours a day. My husband would show up after work um, for about a half an hour, do a little skin skin, and and then we would go home together at night. I was never up there at night. I had a wonderful night nurse that we were able to keep most of the time. And I would call when I would get up to pump, I would call in the middle of the night, is everything okay? And they would say, everything's great. Um, but I would be there all day long. Wow. And and Levy, how did that work for you? How did you guys trade off? I was fortunate enough that uh, um, uh, um, it, it happened at uh, a Mary Birch, and uh, it's about five minutes from my house. 
or they give me a private room inside the hospital. Wow. So, um, uh, so I, you know, we have uh, I could uh, I could spend a lot of time at the hospital or just go home. But my main responsibility is to take care of uh, the food and making sure that uh, my wife. Um, uh, is eating right and making sure that she's taking a lot of uh, fruit and vegetable, a lot of uh, supplement to help out uh, her milk production. So my main responsibility is to make sure that she always has something to eat or she can change a, uh, clothes and she always has clean clothes. And uh, because I was self-employed, I only work based upon if I have an um, appointment or not. You know, so I'm uh, I, I was outside of the hospital when I have to meet with a client, and have and right after my meeting, I'm back at the hospital again. So um, uh, um, it works out pretty well for me. Um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, which I get to s- spend a lot of time at the hospital too, and uh, it also helped me to become a better dad. That's great. Yeah. Was there, were there anything that you do differently in, in looking back? Yes. Uh, um, the only thing I would do differently is uh, to have my crave the baby stuff ready be, be three months ahead of the schedule. Um, because you never know when the baby is going to come. Um, um, it's not like... A, it's not like a you know, baby has a schedule, you know. So each baby has their own schedule, and they can come six months early or I don't know. So you just got to be well prepared. That's like some great recommendations. Anyone else got any um, recommendations that you'd make to parents whose uh, twins are now in the NICU? Well, I was going to say one thing. I remember one thing that the NICU staff did that helped us as far as maintaining uh, getting things done. I My babies were born in the fall, and it was flu shot time. And to save all of us that additional step of having to get to our doctors and get our own shots, they came through like a cattle call. It was flu shot day, and any they just went from bed to bed to bed to bed to bed. And every single one of us got our flu shots that day. And so that just saved one more thing that we may have forgotten about. And as a new mom, it was a critical thing to get done and all that. So How to survive the NICU. <sighs> Okay, well, thanks so much to our expert parents for joining us today. And to learn more about our series, Inside the NICU, or more information about any of our experts or panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Twin Talks Club. And after the show, uh, we're going to talk about um, some different ideas to help you stay connected with your twins uh, while you're um, at home. For more information about the Twin Talks Club, visit our website, twintalks.com. All right, here's a question from one of our listeners. Stacy from Connecticut says, My husband and I just found out we are expecting twins. We are already the proud parents of a three-year-old little boy, and we kept many of the toys and clothes from our first baby. What else do we need to buy to accommodate our twins? Do you really need to have two of everything? Any advice would be appreciated. Thanks so much. Congratulations, Stacy, on your upcoming 20s. This is Natalie Diaz with Twiniversity, Multiplicity Magazine, and the author of What to Do When You're Having Two. Often we get asked, do you really need two of everything? Well, the good news is, is you're already one step up of everybody else. You have one of everything. So some things that you need two of, you should definitely have two cribs. I'm not saying that you're going to use them because the majority of twin parents co-bed their twins for at least the first 10 weeks. But once again, if somebody has reflux and has to sleep on an incline, you may have to separate them sooner than later. The next thing that I think it's important that you have two of is bouncy seats. Bouncy seats are a great 
kind of they're they're inexpensive. They're a great safe place to put your twinnies, and they also provide a great place to bottle feed twins. And so, yes, even if you're breastfeeding, let dad have an opportunity to feed those babies at least once a day so he could bond with them a little bit more. And sitting on a floor with your back against the couch with two bouncy seats is a great, great idea. Another thing that you might want to consider having two of, which a lot of parents forget, so since these are your second babies, you might have done a lot of things for your older baby. So you might have had a baby book and you might have done, you know, photography and stuff like that for your older child. I want you to remember that if you do anything like that for your twins, make sure that you have two sets of it. So if you do keep a baby book, keep two separate baby books. If you do, you know, holiday ornaments, make sure that you have two. Because when down the line when it comes time to kind of divvy up stuff, you want both babies to have a copy of that stuff. You shouldn't have to say, hmm, which baby do I like more? And who should get the, the kind of the keys to the kingdom of all the baby stuff that I've saved? So be very, very mindful of that. And, of course, the last thing that you need two of is, well, if not two of, you need a lot more than two, but you definitely have to have double the amount of diapers in your house. You should always keep a par stock at all time of diapers, wipes, and formula, if you're using it, of at least 150 diapers. So as your babies grow, make sure that you get the cases that reflect the appropriate size. The reason why I think that this is important is because you could save a lot of money when you, you kind of have a par stock in your home. Because if you're just running to the local drugstore, you could spend, you know, 7 to $15 more than you would at a big box store. So just be mindful of that. And there's a full list of baby registry stuff that's on Twiniversity.com. So we'll tell you exactly what you need two of, what you should have one of, and what you should totally leave in the store this time around. So good luck with your 20s and keep us posted. That wraps up our show for today, and we appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Join in on the discussion by posting your comments on the Twin Talks Facebook page or by calling our voicemail at 619-866-4775. And don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, the Boob Group for Moms Who Breastfeed Their Babies, and Parent Savers, an online support group for new parents. Next week, we'll be discussing child care options for twins. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2. This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.